What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast, of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Today's a special day. Today is the anniversary of Vitamin Sports. I know what you're thinking. Three years of domination of the airways of talking about sports, life, and everything, man. I appreciate everybody congratulating me, man. You know, this wasn't an easy journey, you know. It took a lot. It took a lot of work to put in preparation, you know, just all around motivation. I want to thank God. I want to thank my family. I want to thank my friends, you know, everybody that support Vitamin Sports, you know, whether you support it by listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever streaming it's on, or, you know, you support by wearing the merch. Also appreciate that, you know, or you, you know, you spread the, the word, you know, via, uh, text message or word of mouth. I appreciate that. But let's get right down into it because, you know, we got to bring the heat. Look beyond the name. I know what you're thinking. Jimmy, what the hell is that? When I say look beyond the name, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of people that always had this narrative saying, if that person was another person, you wouldn't be critiquing them the way that they are. You know, it was brought to my attention by my agent that uh, people get offended when people critique Lamar Jackson, but don't critique, you know, other players like Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, let's let's put this in perspective. Let's look at these guys. Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Cam Newton are the same person. You know, they came into the league. The narrative was not accurate, you know, mobile, has a big arm, you know, a good a good quarterback to build around. And the narrative right now is that Josh Allen is starting to slow down. People are starting to figure him out. People are starting to, you know, play him like Cam Newton a little bit, you know, punish him when he runs, you know, make him second-guess himself in the pocket, make him stand in the pocket, beat him from the pocket. And people say, well, why do they don't kill Josh Allen? Actually, they have. For the last three years prior to this year, Josh Allen was ventured in the MVP conversation. And out of those three years, he came up short in the MVP conversation because he'll start out hot, and then he'll slow down, and then he just fade away. You know, finish off with a good season, and that's it. And he, like everybody, just assume that he's not being talked about, but he is, because he's in that conversation of top tier quarterbacks. But he hasn't won an MVP. That's why he's not really cute. And he's made it to the AFC Championship game. But he lost. The fact that he turned his career around by getting, you know, Stefan Diggs and other weapons. The Bills has had some of the best records in their franchise history under Josh Allen. He has been really cute. I don't understand why people don't understand that Josh Allen has been talked about. 
But if he hasn't won an MVP, there's no standard for him. He's just going to keep playing good. He will not be in that great conversation. Then um, I also seen where it said Justin Herbert. What is the expectation for Justin Herbert? Because a lot of people slept on him. A lot of people say he wasn't good in college. I don't know what the hell they was watching because M at Oregon is nice. He was nice at Oregon. He was nice. He's accurate. And for the last three to four years, he has put up some extraordinary numbers. His team has failed him, not him failed the team. Once again, he put up 24 points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He does not play defense. And each and every season, he's always in a conversation as a top-tier passer. Hence, I didn't say thrower. I said passer. So the reason why he's not really cute is because the expectation for him is to keep doing what he's doing. The, the media is killing his team because his coach don't know what he's doing. The offensive coordinator is subpar. And his team can never stay healthy. The defense, when they got Khalil Mack, when they had uh Nick uh Joey Bosa, you know, with uh AC Jackson, Asante Samuels, Derwin James, all these good pieces, they could never stay healthy. That is why they can't go far, because they can't stay healthy. And they have to compete each and every year, twice in one season against Patrick Mahomes. Now Russell Wilson is coming into his own. You know, the Raiders ain't nothing to slouch about. They're going to fight you to the very end. Like, it's hard in the AFC West. It's hard. And I say this again. You don't have an MVP. You don't have a play. You don't have been to the playoffs one time. Like, why, why would they really cue him? He's putting up the numbers. His team is failing him. It's nothing else. Justin, Justin Herbert don't play defense, and Justin Herbert don't coach. So that's nothing being said there. Look beyond the name. If Justin Herbert had another name, like Willis Johnson, and you saw his stats like that, and you saw the performance that he was putting on, there would be no question. He would be a guy that everybody would be talking about saying, yo, get this guy some help. Like, get his defense together. Fire the coach. But, you know, everybody don't process that and then people talk about well why the media don't talk about trevor lawrence trevor lawrence same thing with uh with uh justin herbert why would they talk about trevor lawrence what does that talk about other than his earlier comments before the draft other than that there's nothing to talk about when he first came into the league he had no coach the coach thought he could Influence the team to be like uh, University of Florida, which did not make sense. He tried to get players to play out of position. It didn't work. That's why he got fired. Doug Peterson got there, and Trevor Lawrence has been playing some of his best football since then. The defense is coming into their own. Jacksonville is competing. Is the front runners right now in that division, and the Houston Texans are right behind them. Many thought Trevor Lawrence was going to run away with this division, but C.J. Stroud is making the case. Hey, bro, I don't need you to keep looking behind you because I'm coming. And why would they really cue Trevor Lawrence? 
He's been to the playoffs. He finally got weapons now. So where's the ridicule in that? There's nothing to ridicule. All it is is to see where he goes. These guys are young. Some of these guys' teams are trash. And then I see how people talk about the media kills Lamar Jackson. The media kills Dak Prescott. The media kills Russell Wilson. Okay. Let's break this down even further. Lamar Jackson got paid $200 million. Lamar Jackson has won one playoff game. Lamar Jackson has the highest win percentage right behind Patrick Mahomes, but can't succeed in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson doesn't study. Lamar Jackson doesn't compete at the highest level, and he doesn't figure out defenses. So you won the MVP. Can anybody name me an MVP that won the MVP but didn't go to the Super Bowl? I'm not saying it has to be in the same season, but each MVP quarterback has went to the Super Bowl. They might not have won it, but they went. Lamar Jackson right now is the only quarterback that has not made it to the MVP. I mean, that has not made it to the Super Bowl. When you're paid all this money, when you come up short in the playoffs, when you hold a team hostage, That's Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl winning quarterback that made it to the Super Bowl twice. Yeah, you're going to be put Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Those two guys right then and there are held to greatness. One made it to the championship, won it, and lost it. But each and every year was causing turmoil in the locker room. When you held to it, when you on that standard of greatness, you got to stay consistent. You can't drift. You can't do none of that. You have to stay consistent. When you don't stay consistent, <coughs> excuse me, then those conversations start to happen. And then you see all these former Seattle Seahawks players start to come out saying, Russell Wilson wasn't the guy that everybody thought he was. Then the Denver Broncos came out and said, Russell Wilson is not the guy that they thought he was. He has private offices. He has family coming into the locker room when they're not supposed to. You know, teams got away from him and his family. Yeah, that sends the wrong message to your team. So why won't the media, so why wouldn't the media talk about Russell Wilson? Lamar Jackson, he's disrespectful to the people in the castle. He's he doesn't care about playing football. You know, all the little stuff comes out and then people say, Well, damn, why did why we didn't know about this? And then Dak Prescott. People say the media kill him. The media kills Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott name. The name on across his chest is the Cowboys. You got Jerry Jones that ridicules him and the coach. So Jerry Jones is ridiculing the coach and Dak Prescott. Then all these former, well, all these fans and former players of the Dallas Cowboys always blame Dak. So who are we going to blame for the fact that Michael Parsons didn't show up against the 49ers and only played one half against the uh, Eagles? When are we going to start holding people's hand to the fire? C.D. Lamb is balling out this year. So him and Dak got the rapport. 
why are we not talking about the Dallas Cowboys GM keep hiring these small receivers and then receivers that are past their prime? Everybody wants to talk about the fact that Dak Prescott gets the credit when they beat lower, lesser teams. But when they lose against superior talent, it's Dak Prescott's fault. Quarterback, yes, he throws interceptions. Yes, he does. He also fumbles the football sometimes. He misreads all that. He's human. But let's be honest. That Prescott was a fourth-round pick. Outperformed his contract. He's always in that conversation as a good tier quarterback. But he but what how I look at him is the fact that Dak Prescott is a guy that needs better talent surrounding him. He can get you to the playoffs. But in order for him to win it, he needs talent on the offensive end and defensive end. Why are we not talking about the fact that the run game for the Dallas Cowboys is nowhere to be found? Why are we not talking about the fact that they got rid of Zeke too early? Like, um, uh, what's his name? Emmitt Smith said, he said, I was appalled by they giving rid of Zeke and keeping Tony Pollard. Like, I was appalled by that. Like, that's what, that's exactly Emmitt's words. He was upset to the fact that you gave up a guy that had, what, 10 rush touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't have the rushing yards, but the run game was effective. It was a good one-two punch. See, everybody be so quick to get rid of him, but the guy was doing what he was supposed to do. 20 yards or less, touchdown. It's not all Dak Prescott's fault. Sometimes Dak Prescott do be making ill-advised mistakes, but it's only because he has that name across his chest, America's team, is how he get ridiculed in the media. Everybody that knows sports that's aficionado of football speaks truthfully. The ones that don't are the ones that just hop on their podcasts and don't speak true value. Like when the, when the Cowboys was against the 49ers and the Eagles, I always heard Dak. Skip Bayless said Dak. Um, a lot of Cowboys fans that I know was blaming Dak. Some people that don't even like the Cowboys is blaming Dak. Dak don't play defense. Dak wasn't guarding A.J. Brown. Dak wasn't, you know, playing defensive line to sack Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is playing hurt right now. They ridicule a person based on their name, their team, and their production. I'm going to ridicule Lamar Jackson because he's an MVP, just like they ridiculed Cam Newton. When Tom Brady doesn't play good, I ridicule Tom Brady. I don't care that he's won five Super Bowls at the time. And he in the following year, he he's trash. I'm going to say he was trash. Like this year, people are ridiculing Patrick Mahomes because there are days where he shows up and there's days where he starts struggling. It happens. Once you get early success, sometimes you got to taste a little failure to get that taste back of winning championships. They used to ridicule Ray Lewis. All those years of putting up number one defensive stats, but they couldn't do anything. 
Do you know what Ray did? Ray, Ray and them made a decision. They said the Ravens front office made a decision. We got to get a quarterback in here that can at least put up 14 points. And they did. They got a quarterback that can at least put up 17 to 21 points. Some days, if he's hot, he can put up 35. And that was Joe Flacco. See, everybody wants to not pay attention to the name. But names have meaning. And everybody gets upset that the fact that, oh, you just saying that because you a hater, you hate the... No, if he plays bad, I'm going to talk about it. Just like the fact that I talked about Lamar Jackson each and every time because he's on my team and he played bad. I talk about the fact that James Harden is a sack of potatoes and he doesn't perform well. If James Harden was to have a different name, he would be out the NBA. Because what good is he? Everything that he goes to, there's a problem. He would be out the NBA. But because people rely on what he once did when he was in Houston, they give him a pass. Nah. James Harden, right now, is the reason why the Clippers are struggling. Well, part of the reason why the Clippers are struggling. Because the other part is Kawhi Leonard and PG. They're struggling. Like, it struggles all around. But James Harden is a distraction to the team. And I said that. Anthony Davis put up nine points last night. He, like, he said he's going to play, like, he's going to be playing at his, his best. And I haven't seen it yet. People were talking about, like, Derek Fisher talking about, you expect AD to get 35 and 15 every night. Yeah, I do. You got to assert yourself on the court. You got to tell LeBron James, I'm the man now. And that's what LeBron James is waiting for. Anthony Davis to come to the realization that he is the guy. And Lil Wayne, who's not a commentator, said it. Trade Anthony Davis. He hasn't been the same since he was in New Orleans and since he left the bubble. It doesn't take a rocket science to realize guys don't want to be great. They don't. It really doesn't, and if Anthony Davis had a different name, he would be also out of the league as well because people wouldn't be... He would bounce around from team to team and then eventually be out of the league. Like, hmm. Like, I don't know what else to tell y'all. Like, these guys out here are getting passes because of their names. That's why I said look past their name. And then we have guys that that are good, but people overlook them because of their name. Like, Deion Sanders is a great coach. He's a great coach. He's a student of the game. But we have analysts like Jason Whitlock who take personal shots at these players and coaches like Deion Sanders. When Deion Sanders was at the apex of his prime, there was no question he was the best return man, best punt, uh, yeah, best return man, which is punt return and kick return, best corner, and he had a no fly zone. Like he was the full full Kage at the cornerback position. When you saw yo, don't throw it to yo, because it was a kill on sight. And when I mean kill, like the quarterback confidence would kill. 
Because you would think you got him beat and he had picked the ball off and then high step all the way to the end zone. As the Falcons, when he came back and said, this is my house. I built this. As the 49ers. And they all went to the Cowboys. And he was locking and him and D, and him and uh Jerry Rice was getting getting to it. As Michael Irvin, Dion was on the 49ers. As players about when Dion was with the Ravens. And he was just about a half a shell of himself. Cause I think he just left the Washington Redskins. Dion was him. A guy to influence the game by showing you can have fun and put in work. Then on top of that, he went from dominating on the NFL to being one hell of an analyst. And then from that, he took his talents to teaching because he loved to teach the game of football. Won a couple high school championships. With his sons. Then he took it to an HBCU level. Won the conference championship. Now he's got Colorado playing some of the best football. And everybody's hating on the fact that Dion is getting these opportunities. No. Dion's not getting these opportunities. Dion is earning these opportunities. If Dion was any other coach. If he was a white coach. He would get the same, He would get love. Look at, look at that resume. A guy that was dominant in the NFL. A guy that was dominant on the airwaves, talking about sports. A guy that was dominating the high school, so he got the opportunity to teach at an HBCU. Got a, got the HBCU got the HBCU as a whole looked at. He had NFL players coming to the practices. NFL players giving tools and knowledge of the game so these players can achieve their dreams. Making sure players reached a certain grade level so that they could be successful on and off the field. And then went to a, a university that was like, had like one win and now they got four. Yeah, if that was any other coach, nobody would say anything. They would just congratulate him each and every day. And you got recruits turning their heads. Yeah. People upset that because he changed the game in a different way. As I said, look beyond the name. Look past the name. We get caught up with these names, but we don't pay attention to what they do for the game of sports. These guys come into the game and don't give nothing. But they ask to kiss. And how is that? People get bent out of shape when people critique great players. Do you know each and every day somebody critiques my podcast saying I don't agree? But the fact that they took out the time to listen to my podcast and they enjoyed it. They might not agree with everything I say, but they enjoy it. And they gave me some pointers and I said, you know what? Okay, I can add this. I could do this. I could do that. See, that's a person that's smart and willing to take the next step to be great. See, C.J. Stroud and, a, and the Texans were written off. Where uh, 
D'Amico Ryan got there, I was a person that said, what if the Houston Texans become a problem in that division? Because I saw where the way Tennessee was looking. I saw the way the coast was looking. CJ Stroud figured it out the first game against the Ravens. And since then, has never looked back. He's going to break the rookie passing record. He's going to probably go to a Pro Bowl. But the fact of the matter is, people look past his name. Okay, CJ Stroud, okay. But they started watching him play. They started to see how he figured it out, how he could read defenses so well. Like, when have you ever seen an Ohio State quarterback had this much success early? And it's still early. Barring injury, he might can do something special. And Justin Fields is the same way, but given the opportunity that he's on a, a terrible team, we can't see the full admiration of Justin Fields. When you heard Justin Fields had a lot of that thousand yards rushing, you look beyond the names like, okay, Justin Fields has never done that before. You never, you never seen Justin Fields run that much. He was a pocket passer. He was mobile. He didn't. He wasn't a scrambler. He was mobile. He made plays down the field with his arm. But you know, everybody sometimes get caught up in the names. Like when you hear the draft, they be like, "Oh, this player gonna be nice. This player gonna be nice. This player gonna be nice." Look beyond the name and look at them stats. Look at the film. Two things don't lie: stats and film. When the Ravens was up and we had two first-round picks, I looked at the fact that I wanted Jordan Davis because I looked beyond the name. He ain't had no name. But I saw what he did at Georgia. He was a problem. He was a problem. I looked at Kyle Hamilton. I looked beyond the name. He was a problem as well. He was a 6'4 safety that could go from sideline to sideline. And lo and behold, he's on his way to becoming a Pro Bowl. And Jordan Davis is on his way to becoming a dominant defensive tackle. But people also, another guy that people had to look beyond the name was Justin Herbert. I mean, not Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. When they heard about Jalen Hurts, they heard about his inaccuracy. They heard about the fact that he couldn't throw. So he wasn't, he wasn't accurate and he couldn't throw. All right, so they written them off because of those things. So he went to uh, Oklahoma, got better as a quarterback, had spent his first year in the league, went to the, uh, what was it, the wild card, lost, what, 35-7, to seven? then came back the following year and took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Sometimes you got to look beyond the name and look at them stats. Just like the fact that everybody, when they hit Anthony Edwards, they say he might be a bust because, yeah, he started to struggle early. But look at him now. He's a top five two guard in this league. I put him up there. And I can argue with anybody. 
everybody thought about Cat being his dominant force because one, he was number one overall player in what he did in Kentucky, but look at him now. Softy. Softy McSofty. Show up when he wants to, play hard when he wants to. Yeah, of course he dropped thirty three points on the Warriors. What big they got? None. But it is what it is. All I say, people, look beyond the name. Thank you for supporting me. I got merch out. Get you. Hit me up if you want a hoodie. And I'm going to celebrate my anniversary today of Vitamin Sports. I'm host Jimmy Johnson Jr. See ya.